0: I don't target. trial and error to be honest a few accidental stop-offs along the way where'd you get the boobs 12th century constantinople i wrote firmly but wisely <laughs> welcome everyone to episode 24 of the metabilis 2 podcast with david and ben <laughs> fooled you <laughs> well
1: we've heard from others on uh return of Doctor Mysterio, our family members. So I guess it's our turn to take a to weigh crack. in yes. on the
0: Christmas episode. So, um I'm gonna throw it straight over to you, David. What do you think of Doctor Mysterio? I keep I keep wanting to call it Doctor Mysterioso. <laughs> but uh, it is just Doctor Mysterio. Isn't is
1: Doctor Mysterioso something or
0: I don't, I don't know. Dr. Mysterioso <laughs> sounds more mysterious to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like a plural of mysteriousness mm-hmm. rather than just a singular mysterious thing. Hmm. Any road.
1: So I am of two minds Ooh. of Dr. Mysterio. On one level, it was pretty entertaining for a Christmas episode. It wasn't anything too serious. Um, the only really detracting bit that Uh, my family saw on first viewing us, they didn't like uh, the cliffhanger with the scientist who had taken over a member of unit. Right. And they didn't, uh, you know, we didn't get how that was possible when they needed the surgeons previously to exchange brains.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, I'm sure there's a name for it, but it's like in a kind of impossible, like, ooh, ending Mm -hmm. thing, which is, yeah, mm.
1: On the other other end of it, once I started thinking about it, it suffers from the same kind of icky, creepy factor that a Christmas Carol suffered from with the character of Grant and him living with this um with uh the, the journalist living with Lucy Fletcher. Lucy Fletcher and, that's you know, it. he's kind <laughs> of stalking her in a strange sort of way. It's really yeah. kind of creepy that he Is living with her and this unrequited love bit, and with x ray vision, and it's just sort of like (laughs) this is kind of pervy, creepy, stalkery. This is not a healthy relationship from Grant's perspective.
0: Well, it's isn't it, isn't it Stephen Moffat's attitude to women as usual? It could be, uh, I I don't know. We've seen this all the way through with Mr. Moffat's tenure. That as a heterosexual male, unlike the homosexual male who was the previous showrunner, and actually the showrunner before that as well, Mm -hmm. um, has a kind of a a slightly adolescent attitude to the female sex.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there was the, the joke of him levitating in high school was kind of funny Mm. i mean i mean that's why i have a mixed mind i think it was pretty well put together Mm. i just didn't like that grant had infiltrated into lucy's household (laughs) and you know he had with an ulterior motive he wasn't really there to be the nanny he was there looking for his opportunity to seduce or woo or win lucy
0: Yeah, I'll I'll jump in here because actually that was precisely, that relationship was precisely the main thing I had. uh, The main thing I had was the main thing that I found um, difficult to swallow uh, about the the episode. Again, it's a weird Moffat obsession with nannies. (laughs) I, I don't think a woman of that age with a baby would hire a male nanny.
1: Well, she did know him in high school, but even
0: then, I don't know. I don't, I didn't really ring true. Like, I mean, he didn't seem to have any really qualifications to be a nanny. Mm -hmm. I mean, had he gone to nanny school or something? (laughs) Um, Because you can go to nanny school. I mean, you know, obviously, if you're a high-flying, I'm assuming she's some kind of reasonably high-powered reporter or something. Um and kind of
1: I'm guessing she well, she's the Lois Lane proxy, so she's yeah. working working probably as a newspaper, which isn't
0: the most celebrity type yeah. reporter. So I mean I think I think if you're gonna hire a male nanny, even if you knew them from high school, mm-hmm. they'd have to be pretty qualified. I mean, like right. a really good nanny. I think, you know, if, if obviously if you're lower paid, then you'll be getting a cheaper nanny. I think, by and large, a cheaper nanny will tend to be a woman. Mm. So, I mean, I just didn't understand, like, why we had to have this nanny relationship. And why couldn't he have been her plumber? For instance, or, <laughs> well, that would be. I mean, I it's know. certainly the cable n- guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's certainly not sexist to portray him as a nanny, right? So it's just unlikely.
0: It's not it's, sexist. It's unlikely. Well, it's right. So I'm wondering if Stephen
1: Stephen Moffat is trying to respond to criticism of sexism by saying well look here my superhero is a nanny a non-traditional male gender
0: role an almost unknown male gender role to be honest
1: yeah okay but he overlooks the the perv or creep factor of him living with the woman he loves in a non-open kind of uh yeah well is it predatory it's certainly creepy it's
0: definitely creepy, mm-hmm. um, and actually, both my girls, who we haven't heard on heard on this <laughs> podcast before, uh, didn't care for that relationship either. And and, mm-hmm. and their 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 main response: some of they watched and enjoyed Doctor Mysterio, right uh With us all um their main um observation is that Grant was really cute, so um <laughs> they could forgive him his creepiness because he was actually kind of good looking okay so I mean obviously they 're incredibly sexist because they 're teenage girls, so um <laughs> that 's how that works. <laughs> um, I just, I yeah, I I I just didn't. I mean, because you know, unfortunately, I'm not really, uh, I'm not really a big superhero American mm-hmm. comics expert. Um, but as far as I remember, Lois Lane and Superman, like they both work at the same at the same newspaper, so yes. that's how they know each other,
1: right? And they were
0: equals more or less, exactly. But to have mm-hmm. like a servant, like nanny, like kind of a a servant mistress relationship an employee relationship Mm -hmm. it's kind of unnecessary i i I wish he i mean i guess you know it made for some good jokes because you know Mm -hmm. there's babies involved and babies are always funny Mm -hmm. um and you know he has to do things like really super quickly so it demonstrates his kind of the flash style super speed right But I I really think with a little bit more work, five or ten minutes more thought, uh, we could have come up with a more realistic relationship between Lucy and Mm -hmm. Grant that would have made better sense to me. I think
1: it would have been, well, I think even the nanny thing would have worked just fine if he wasn't Lucy's nanny.
0: Yeah, he could have been someone else's nanny. Yeah. Right. I just don't think there's that many male nannies, to be honest. Uh, I'm not sure it's a profession males go into, really. Don't know. And I think if you were a single woman, or maybe if you were a married woman, you would think, okay, yeah, male nanny. But if you're a single woman, would you hire a male nanny? I don't know. Let's all ask all this. Let's ask the single women that we know. <laughs> oh, we don't know any. So, <laughs> any more. Um, so, I, yeah, okay. Sorry, I, I'm, I, I've, I've hijacked your response. Um, no, but your that's, response. that's fine. Yeah. No,
1: so, this was fairly well received in the U.S., and not quite as well appreciated in Great Britain.
0: Hmm. Um. I. I think it was pretty well received. Um. Mm. I let me see. I. Britain shuts down over Christmas, so mm-hmm. I mean it's not as if you can pick up the newspaper the following day and read a review, <laughs> um, because you know all the journalists are, are slouched in front of the television just like we are. Um. <laughs> so you know this. Uh, so I didn't actually read any direct responses to it. But, I mean, I think the audience appreciation seemed to be pretty good, and um, mm-hmm. um, I mean, certainly, I mean, judging by my family's response, and this is all of my family, I mean, we all mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. um, in general, we felt that Christmas TV this year was a bit crap, and in amongst that, The Return of Doctor Mysterio was the standout of the Christmas TV. Better than Meet the Midwife, or was it Mid- Call the Midwife Christmas mm-hmm. Special, and... Better than okay. the bake off well. Christmas specials. Um it was it was the standout Christmas special for us. Um it was good. I mean, I, I thought they dealt here, thought they dealt with the superhero thing mm-hmm. very well. I was worried um that it would be a traditional superhero of some kind, but I think swallowing the um you know, the little jewel thing, whatever it was, I think made That for worked a, well. That, yep. that worked well. Um I didn't really care for Grant's costume very much. Mm-hmm. It seemed to me a little bit weird. Um the face mask obviously is necessary right. um but you know, Superman doesn't have a face mask mm-hmm. and Lois Lane still doesn't know who the hell he is. Well, that's
1: part of the joke. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think I think it might have been funnier if they dispensed with the face mask, mm-hmm. which I thought was a bit... Um, I think it would have
1: been funnier yeah. if he would have just done the Superman thing completely, wore glasses. glasses and... yeah. Okay. yeah,
0: yeah, I, I would have enjoyed that better. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought the villains were excellent. I actually got a really strong, one of my favorite Christmas movies, as, as should be... Uh, a favorite christmas movie every right thinking person is of course diehard right uh and i got a very strong mm. uh a gruber vibe from the main villain okay yeah which which i was enjoying i was enjoying imagining this as maybe this is doctor who doing diehard a little bit you know window smashing and the villain is is kind of german
1: oh well, that might be a good one for next year <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> um so that was good i enjoyed that i mean i uh, you know, there's a slight obsession with Moffat about people's heads. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm taken back to the spoon, the spoon head mm-hmm. people right, right. of a couple of years ago. Bells um, of Saint John, the, yeah, the bells of Saint John. Exactly, exactly. They kind of like Ortons. They keep their guns like inside their bodies mm-hmm. in some sort of way. In their head, um, I, it, <laughs> I think in their heads. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would have preferred a more kind of Cronenbergy and you know, Videodrome. Mm-hmm. The gun is inside my stomach. That would make more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, you know, I mean, I guess it, it allows you to recognize who they are because they have that kind of diagonal line right. across their face. Well,
1: what did what did you think about that? Because this is a, obviously a sequel mm-hmm. from last year's uh, "Husbands of River Song." We have the the alien bad guys with the sliced heads from uh, "Husbands of River Song." We have Nardole right, return, right, right, right. and the Doctor was mourning the loss of River Song more yeah. take
0: that clara <laughs> exactly yeah he, just like everybody else he didn't really like you that much um <laughs> i thought that was fine that was great i didn't feel enough i haven't felt enough affection for the husbands of river song mm-hmm. to feel that it needed a sequel mm-hmm. myself um and i think it's fine again um i, I actually uh, this is this is the, one of the things i was really dreading was the return of matt lucas yeah and nardole and i actually that came off really well mm-hmm. i think nardole was was one, actually one of the standout characters
1: yeah i am looking forward to seeing more of him this season
0: yeah i really am yeah i when i was going oh my god this is gonna be you know he's gonna be like a comedy idiot like he was in the previous one <laughs> um but i i thought i i he was good i thought there was there was some subtlety to it there he's obviously got there's obviously something going on there which you know is being hinted mm-hmm. at hopefully it will have a good payoff mm-hmm. I'm a dyed-in-the-wool Byzantinist. Um, <laughs> I was awesome to see him dressed um, in the costume of 10th century Byzantium. Um, I hope they do find an opportunity to visit Constantinople Excellent. in during, uh, during the... Um, oh, my God, oh, my mind's gone blank. Um, Series 10? Oh, no, I was trying to think of the right Renaissance. Um, was it the 10th century Renaissance they have in... It's certainly in the reign of Constantine, porphyrogenitus is the is the is exact, that is the time to visit Constantinople, and I hope they managed to do that. So that was good. Um, and Matt Lucas, I mean, there was an excellent interview with him in the most recent Doctor Who magazine. Mm. He's, he's obviously a fan. Well, I, I think we all knew he was a fan because of the presence of Tom Baker. Oh, in, and various in Little other. Britain, yeah various other doctors in in little britain but yeah i'm i'm excited i'm actually excited to see what happens with mm-hmm. nardole in fact i'm almost more excited to, to see what happens with him than i am with bill to be honest i think
1: we have two good potentially two good companions here with Nardal and bill we
0: do yeah and it's good to have an alien kind of back in the back yeah. in the companion fold because uh, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we haven't had an alien for quite a long time have we when when was the last time we had an alien as a companion turlow yeah turlow turlow yeah so, yeah, which is which is a long time ago. Let's face it.
1: Well, it made sense that it was a sequel since we had a whole year without any broadcast Doctor Who. So, right. where would where would Moffat pick up from from the last thing he wrote?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the
1: presentation I thought was pretty interesting. Um, where we had the comic panel at the beginning and then. Very Marvel. Yeah, 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 and then during the filming, they did like the split screen and the tri-split screen with mm-hmm. different panels and then characters breaking through the panels. So the production, the direction, I thought was pretty well spot on for it. Yeah. Um, as
0: as as an American, as you obviously are, <laughs> how did, did you feel like this was actually in New York or did you think it was... Bulgaria, <laughs> C- CGI Bulgaria, <laughs> more like CGI Bulgaria. Oh, did you feel the American setting kind of worked, or was it just like ah, oh, they're just pretending to be American yeah, again, it's, as usual?
1: It's it was all right. Uh, it it didn't stand out very bad. Uh, the one thing I did thought was kind of weird is when they were in Harmony Shoals, Tokyo, with the uh, Pokemon bit. I just thought that <laughs> yeah. was a little hmm, okay. <laughs>
0: It's just—it's the same office, only they've like CGI'd like Mount Fuji in the background rather than the Empire State Building. It's just yeah.
1: like in uh, the invasion with uh, international electric man. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. I—I <laughs> um, I felt they spent rather too much time, like, "Ooh, look, we've got an American ambulance," and "Ooh, look, we've got an American this," and "Ooh, look, we've got mm-hmm. another American thing." A little bit too much zooming in on kind of logos and cars mm-hmm. and things to kind of prove that they've actually got something that's genuinely american as if anyone really cared that much to be honest and it
1: wasn't in america it was uh filmed in a back lot in bulgaria in sofia somewhere yeah exactly
0: <laughs> which which may account for the for the whole byzantine influence oh good it's, that's good just, point just across the Bosphorus mm-hmm. or sort of a little bit mm-hmm. from uh from istanbul <laughs>
1: Did you understand or follow the first thing with Nardle and the little boy's room? Was he referring to a restroom, a toilet? Was he referring he, to we, Grant
0: or Grant's uh, room? He was re- he was referring to a, to a toilet, okay, a, a lavatory. Um, uh, I think you would refer to it as the little boy's room, uh, if you were particularly mm-hmm. old-fashioned um, okay. or something. So, really? Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the reference. Okay,
1: because it didn't really make sense to me. I thought it was well with the response because they told him where the toilets were and he's he didn't get it so my guess was 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 he asking for grant the little boy's room or something i just didn't i thought that was kind of a writing misstep on moffat's point
0: maybe there was a joke in there that that, yeah went flat didn't get we went flat or something Mm -hmm. who knows yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
1: what about mr huffle the little squeaky toy.
0: Yeah, I didn't really understand what that was about either, actually, mm-hmm. and neither did anyone else in the room <laughs> whom I was watching it with. Well, it's a it's a marketing thing, aren't they
1: going to be selling those now?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> everyone is going to want a Mister Huffle Joe, a Mister Huffle doll um, <laughs> next next Christmas. It seemed to be a piece of writing that was left over from an earlier draft or something hmm. that no one had bothered to kind of redline or something. I don't know. It, there was. It, it there was I, there was something missing in that that I'm not entirely sure what that missing thing was. Well, she was, yeah,
1: Lucy was using it as a interrogation or a torture device for the doctor, and then throws it to him at the end. And it just, I again, it just was sort of a strange, strange uh, thing that didn't quite. Work in...
0: Yeah, well, I can assure you, it's not, it's not a British thing that you didn't understand, because <laughs> um, we didn't understand it either. Um, yeah, I, 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 it seemed to me it was a piece of that there was something that was going to happen with that. You know, maybe it would come up, it would actually be alive in some mm-hmm. sort of way rather than just a plastic toy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in a full kind of full on kind of Auton sense.
1: Well, maybe it's coming back. You, know, it is now in. Oh, now it's yes, in a TARDIS. please. Can we
0: have that back? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. it, it, it'll oh it'll
1: play a pivotal role in one of the later stories, just like Victoria screaming in Fury of the Deep. So it's it's just setting setting something it's up.
0: Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> Please let's have the return of Mister Huffle.
1: It's it's the it's uh, series 10's handles
0: It is series 10's handle. It's the bad wolf of series ten, exactly. <laughs> Mister Huffle.
1: Yeah, Mister Huffle's gonna be written on the tardis in various. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God.
1: <laughs> or maybe they maybe um, they'll meet a real life Mr. Huffle. Yeah.
0: I'm just trying to I, I I'm now mentally risk rewinding 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 myself back through the story. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I really didn't think the American setting worked well at all. Mm. And I think I know the reason why. I think we all know what New York apartments look like. Right. Um you know even down to you know and I I'm, I'm a big fan of um uh, you know, the Louis C.K., Louis show, mm-hmm. you know, which is all set in New York mm-hmm. apartments. I mean, like wealthy New York apartments, obviously, right. you know, and Seinfeld. And I don't know. We uh, it, it, They didn't. The, the apartment didn't ring true to me as a as a New York apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the city didn't really ring true to me as New York. Maybe it's because I know New York. Mm-hmm. And you know the prime audience for this, which is a British audience. You know most people don't know New York that well as a city, but they do know what the apartments look like. So I thought that the the set design, and I think especially the lighting. I mean, they went for a very kind of you know, oh, it's the forties. There's lots of there's a, there's a lot of neon hmm. kind of effect. Was actually. American cities aren't really like that anymore. Not anymore, no. Um, I mean, they were, obviously, you know, in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Yep. But, you know, this is obviously set in the present day. So that really didn't work for me well at all, actually, thinking mm-hmm. about it.
1: I think they were trying to do a pastiche of the 1980s Superman shows. and Yeah. But tr- try to make it very noir and that with the neon and the the i guess what kind of took me out of it at the beginning is the very there's a scene with supposedly steam trying to rising from a manhole cover and Mm. it looked very artificial to me either it looked like cgi smoke or dry ice smoke it it wasn't wet (laughs) it was dry
0: (laughs) no it wasn't wasn't wet enough to be that weird smoke that comes Mm -hmm. out of the ground in american cities which I never know it's, what that stuff is actually. It comes it out it of the, comes out of
1: the sewer. It's steam. It's uh,
0: air temperature difference. Yeah, but but in, in Seattle, it comes out. It comes out like in the middle of the summer as well, which I find really creepy. <laughs> Don't know. Seattle's
1: Seattle is, know. has a whole under 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 <laughs> It does have. It
0: literally has a whole yes. under city. Exactly. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, anything more on the actual episode? I think that's I think that's all for me, really. Um, you know, I think they did you know as fine as as well as you can do with the whole flying mm-hmm. man thing. Um, it never really is. It's weird. Um, you'll believe a man can fly. Um, it's actually a lot more convincing. Weirdly, I think in comic mm-hmm. books um, than it ever has been in any movie mm-hmm. that's made of Superman. I mean, I just watched the Interminable Zack Snyder. Batman versus Superman movie <laughs> on the aeroplane coming back from Britain, and again, it just looks completely right. fake. Like I do not believe that Superman is flying; it just looks <laughs> fake. It's one of those things that's virtually impossible to do convincingly mm-hmm. on film because, of course, it's something that's artificial. Impossible. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think you have to go with the artificiality, and I think they were. I think they actually did that pretty well in Doctor Mysterio, mm-hmm. and I mean, let's just also let, let's 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 conclude by just again handing. Uh, Peter Capaldi, like a great big round of applause, because he's just a really good doctor. I mean, he's he's his acting was marvellous, and mm-hmm. the character's good. And uh, you know, if he goes at the end of season ten, I'll actually be really um, uh, I'll be sad to see him go. He's he he's doing a stand-up right. job as Doctor Who.
1: Yeah, I, he he did a very very endearing performance and not very not, yes. he underplayed it i think and he very wasn't trying to camping it up and i think it was a very fine performance on mr capaldi's part yeah
0: yes congratulations <laughs> to peter on that one i'm sure he's listening peter you did a good job well done son <laughs> well done um trailer my name is bill i serve chips <laughs> that's a callback it's a callback to mm-hmm. the chips the, the 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 RTD era mm-hmm. chips. Um, she's a dinner lady at some kind of university. That's mm-hmm. awesome. We all love dinner ladies.
1: A little bit of a Seventh Doctor vibe there with Ace and Professor, and she calls him Doctor What.
0: Calls him Professor. professor yep. Doctor yep. What. Yep. Exactly. And Doctor What. And
1: we're kind of. I was looking at the. <laughs> Looking at the the lecture hall, they're kind of freeze framing, and going, "Is there is there anything exciting about this lecture hall?" And no, it's just the doctor giving a lecture. And then
0: <laughs> somewhere, I was I was getting a kind of a shot up really? from okay. it, actually, a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, I, I was so. I was kind yeah. of, "Is there Autons in that audience? Is there Cybermen?"
0: Oh. <laughs> Have you, have you you haven't been through the trailer tra- freeze, by, yeah, freeze yeah, frame? by yeah, Freeze yeah, frame. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, <laughs> you have. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, when, once the Movellan rumor broke, I had to go.
0: Yeah, I I did have to investigate that one pretty closely, and they're definitely Movellans.
1: They definitely look like Movellans. They have the bony M hairstyle. They have the Movellan uh, hand.
0: The um, weird conical, yeah. yeah, the kind of ice cream cone, red ice cream cone blasters. Yeah, they're Movellans.
1: And the way that trailer is cut, it certainly implies that they're in the smack dab in the middle of the Dalek-Movellan Wars.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, I hope, because, you know, I'm, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, David, because um, we're both like, you know, old school fans, <laughs> that they actually do a Dalek-Movellan War, and it's not just kind of a throwaway joke thing. It'd be very cool to have <laughs> the Mavellans back. <laughs>
1: You know, some of the some of the scenes that they put in the trailers are generally like introductory scenes, or they're only like you know thirty seconds a minute worth of airtime. I'm hoping that there's something a little bit more to it, but maybe not.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You, know, you never can tell of a trailer because it's all all about trying to increase interest and uh, head fakes.
0: Yeah, that's true. And, uh, and I I'm mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, let's have a grim, gritty reboot of the of the Mavellans. You know. <laughs>
1: You know, you couldn't really tell because it was blurry and you couldn't tell how much of the costume had changed. But it didn't look like much from 1979 at all had been changed.
0: No, that's a pretty easy costume to do, really. Mm -hmm. You just got to put them in some, you know, put them in the in the white uh, kind of plastic uniform with the kind of dangly bits at the front and Mm -hmm. give them the uh, the bony M wig. And Bob's your uncle, basically. Yeah. Um, I never liked the Movellums that that much.
1: Well, there's a horrible episode. It's just, that's what they were. Yeah. And that's where Terry Nation, where the Daleks had become robots.
0: Yeah, well, Terry Nation would like, have, have basically like, given up writing properly for his own creations at that point, mm-hmm. which was pathetic. I mean, I remember disliking the Movellums intensely. So I'm, I'm actually really pleased to have them back because, I mean, <laughs> it's it's it's... It's one of the fun things about Doctor Who, and I think we've said this before, is there's there's aspects of it that you don't like and really mm-hmm. you, and, and de- definitely don't work, but you love it anyway, basically. So, you know, um bring back bring back the Vardens as well. Who I understand though I haven't found out which 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 which, which it's on. The Vardens are back came back last year in a big finish episode. No, you're kidding me. Yeah, they did, <laughs> but I, I haven't spent enough time trying to work out which it is. I'd love to have the the Vardens were awesome. <laughs> Anyway, so what did you think of those uh,
1: blue men? The blue man group. You th- you think it's blue a, man group.
0: Yeah, I mean the blue man group. They're natural villains. Oh, um, well, you uh, think? You
1: know, well, they, yeah, we had Dor- to Vegas. Well, we had Dorian um, from Good Man Goes to War. That's true. So, so he was a blue man. So I'm wondering if if it's one of
0: his people. We had blue men um, with. the Excuse me, um the I can't remember what what it's called now, the end of the end of the world. The um the second um Oh that's right, yes. Ninth Doctor, um, there were blue men. So blue men are definitely part yeah, of Yeah, he was like kind of the host, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I, I hope I don't know, uh, I'm not entirely sure that, you know, a ca- uh, to have an alien race whose defining characteristic <laughs> is the fact that they're blue. <laughs> This works hugely for me. I mean, let's see what other stuff they've got going on. Have they before been? We make before we make judgments. Have on they them. been given uh, a name yet? No, they're just the. the they're probably called the Azurites. Oh, I, not something. not
1: the Blue Meanies. <laughs> blue meanies. No, I'm I'm I'm
0: going totally for a quick t- for the the Terry Nation naming convention, which is call the planet after what it is. <laughs> So Aridus is the desert planet, of course. <laughs> um, the Azurites are the people who are colored blue. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't a big fan of Dorian as a, mm. as a character. I didn't really see what why why he was so exciting. I'm glad he finished his life as a head in a box. <laughs> um, let's see what the rest of his, of his blue-colored race get up to.
1: Well, maybe Dorian will be back since had former <laughs> bodiless head... <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly
0: yeah yeah Maybe. with no hair yeah yeah so the blue people what else was there there was obviously we're going back to some kind of not victorian times it looks like regency to me mm-hmm. um some like big dresses well and i'm hair.
1: wondering if it wasn't uh some kind of napoleonic type thing with a winter campaign exactly
0: yeah which is good you know i'm doctor who meets napoleon i'd definitely be up for that hmm. So that look good?
1: Well who, who, well, who isn't David Suchet in this? Is, who is he playing? I think I saw a picture of David Suchet. Oh, really? Yeah, I think David
0: Suchet would be in a very old Napoleon mm-hmm. at this point in his life. So that's good. Um, I like a good historical, um, especially if we go back to we avoid going back to Victorian times, which is the kind of you know the BBC's mm-hmm. default period to go back to at any particular point mm-hmm. there were those uh, kind of emoji robots not sure what they're yeah, up to
1: yeah good or evil what's your guess uh they've got to be evil <laughs> especially with smiley think. faces <laughs> yeah they got smiley faces
0: you know they're, they're of course they're evil mm-hmm. so there's evil emoji robots that's that's good there's mm-hmm. daleks 100 percent. i love the daleks, daleks well they must be got... with
1: the Movellans. they must be attached at the hip with Movellans. yeah
0: and um you know, let's let's fully examine the Darling Movella War, um and see and see what see what, what conclusions we can draw from that one. Um so that so that looked good. And I mean I thought, you know, Bill Bill looked like she was doing a good job. Be nice to have a companion who isn't where well, there's no uh, there's no sexual stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm mm-hmm. I'm an old man now and I don't <laughs> I don't care for sexual tension at any point in my life <laughs> and i certainly don't want it on doctor who uh, you know uh, 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 yes so that's good they're obviously not going to get off with each other so that's awesome <laughs> so yeah no trailer look good i mean i mean trailers are supposed to look good yeah you know, they're supposed to get you excited and you know it was getting me excited yeah well we shouldn't so, have yeah. long to wait probably three four months Ooh, that feels like a long time. But anyway, well, we've yeah.
1: we've just we've just survived a
0: year. I mean, we were so bored we had to start a podcast. <laughs> That's true. We had to make up our own Doctor Who. Actually, talking about podcasts, have you read? Have you got the 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 Doctor Who magazine yearbook yet?
1: Mm, no, I haven't.
0: You should pick that up because there's a very nice article about podcasts. Mm, okay. um, and um, Paul Cornell is listing his top five Doctor Who podcasts. Um, Sadly, and also mysteriously, he does not mention the Metabilis Two. <laughs> I wonder why.
1: I'm not sure we're widely known. Well, we're- soon, soon.
0: <laughs> Only doing it for a year. We need, we need to get like a full studio and stuff.
1: <laughs> Podcast Central
0: podcast central exactly yeah yeah because i mean I th- cornell is doing his own podcast as well apparently i i noticed maybe i'll give it a spin maybe i'll give it a spin <laughs> maybe i'll give it a spin after i've discovered which recent big finny episode has got vardens in it which i'm gonna have to download and listen to very 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 soon
1: i'm sure they look fabulous in big finish <laughs> i'm sure they look
0: they've got great faces for radio um have the vardens in both of their forms. So in their...
1: what other monsters are just clamoring to come back?
0: <laughs> well, we've already had a pseudo-Nymon come back. Yep. And again, I'm I'm upset because I would like monsters to come back in their actual proper forms. So mm-hmm. if you're going to have something that's calling itself a rel- relative of the Nymons, I want to have the Nymons back. Like, mm-hmm. let's have some Nymons. <laughs> um, I, I'm actually... Uh, Kind of excited to think that the mandrels might come back.
1: Hmm. They never really worked for me. They're too humanoid. I like their
0: long arms. They're lumbering, a, unnecessarily long arms, and I really like their flared feet as well.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> and the other, and, and also that they're made of drugs as well, which is kind of an unusual. Thing for a creature. Well, they to be they
1: render down to drugs.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. They render down. They render down. They render themselves themselves down, down to drugs. <laughs> no, I actually just watched um, that one that's got the mandals in it. Nightmare Eden? Nightmare Eden just quite recently, and I really enjoyed it. Mm. So um, he died. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> he died. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's 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 a really uneasy mixture of kind of serial, so serious social commentary about like don't take drugs kids mm-hmm. and then just tom baker just kind of like laughing it up um so yeah no i i, I kind of enjoyed it so mandrels um because i also in the uh, i was following um i think on instagram uh, the uh, the people who are restoring the various doctor who costumes hmm. um and they've restored a mandrel quite recently <laughs> so that's why i think the mandrels are coming back Okay. Um. How about you, David? Classic monster for you to come back next season. I, I'm saying mandrels. You're saying the hemovores from Curse of Fenric. Now, doesn't that mean we'll have to have Fenric and like you know secret plans from the dawn of the no, universe? No, I don't
1: think so. Because the hemovores really? were a, a yet another interpretation of what was the surviving life on a polluted, destroyed Earth, and I think that right. would be. An, Interesting villain to bring back.
0: Do you think uh, would they come back exactly the same as they as they were, or can you imagine a reinvented Hemovore of some kind?
1: Well, the great old one, or the the ancient one, the the elder, the old Hemovore, yeah. Um, maybe I certainly think they have the molds for tentacles and whatnot. Now that they're brought back, uh, Zygons, Zygons yeah. right? So yeah. just. Similar, similar makeup, but blue. You know where, where the, the Zygons, who were half, you know half changed from their human form, uh, uh. you could you could definitely see that. So, yeah, but per, perhaps the Hemovores. I'm I'm more inclined to hope for new monsters and new things rather than a return old of ones. old ones. It seems to me to be lazy to have uh, uh, returning monsters.
0: I'm, uh, my, my joy in returning monsters is if they are, um, uh, what's the word? One, they have to be used properly. Mm-hmm. So they have to be true to their origins and they should not be redesigned in a such a way that make, the renders them so different that you may as well just, just invented a new monster. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about you, Silurians. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the kind of throwaway thing. I mean, I again, you know, uh, I just love to see some mandrels just kind of walking around in the background, you know. Mm-hmm. Um uh sort of like what they uh, did know.
1: with the monoid and the Yeah. time of the doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or A you know
0: <laughs> Exactly, you know. Or um uh, my mind's going blank again, you know, in the Pandora opens where I was disappointed they didn't have uh um, The Dravins Dravens, you know, because you could have. Dravens are just women mm-hmm. with like dots on their foreheads.
1: That would have been a very easy,
0: very you know, that very would just, easy. That's just me Exactly, exactly.
1: Beehive and uh, exactly a green dress. I mean,
0: designing new monsters. I mean, I, I, we could probably do a whole episode on this. It's very very difficult to come up with effective monsters, and I think you <laughs> know, if you um, or villains, and, you know, if you rewind again back through the history of Doctor Who. There are very, especially in the 60s, you know, a lot of occasions where they've, you know, it's the quarks, Mm -hmm. it's the mechanoids, these are going to be the new Daleks, and they've just (laughs) fallen completely flat. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really interesting to look at monsters who, you know, really succeeded. Um, compared to monsters who've really kind of failed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, but I think they, I think you need, as a, as a show,
1: you need to take the risk and you need to you try to introduce a new monster to try to keep things fresh. And yeah, you're going to strike out or you're not going to be successful some of the time. But occasionally, you're going to hit upon things that people really resonate with, like the Weeping Angels, for example.
0: Weeping Angels. I mean, I think I think you know, perhaps the biggest example of you know returning monster fail. From the from the from New Who is the um, is the Slitheen, you know mm. who obviously were kind of built up to these are the awesome monsters and
1: I don't know if there's uh, so much a failure as just of their time and you look at
0: which is know, sad because they're only quite recent yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: 2004 and this you know what's monstrous about them okay they're kind of lopy green. green but baby faces and they. Fart, and then they have big, uh, big talons or claws, and it's just, it's a hodgepodge, and I, I'm just not sure that they are all that they're cracked up to be. And Moffat actually has come up with some of the better monsters, from the clockwork clockwork droids to love weeping, to see them come back, weeping angels to um even his gas mask child, which were you know the nano nanobots nanites, yeah. yeah uh that those type of monsters have been pretty pretty good but there's also been kind of missteps along the way and yeah so Slothine are sort of bad but then you could look at with um Mark Gaddis's um the Unquiet dead with the gelf those were actually probably a pretty decent monster
0: again i mean i'd love to see the gelf back i mean i think i think the gelf worked really well um and there's obviously a whole bunch of gelf backstory that we could that we could look at
1: But does it still
0: exist? Has
1: that whole Gelf backstory been retconned away Uh, with Day of the Doctor?
0: Right. Well, there we go. Who knows exactly? Well, it's the Hooniverse. I mean, you know, anything can happen, mm -hmm. probably will. That's true. We really don't need a set
1: continuity and... uh, if anything I think as the show gets older we're getting more handcuffed by continuity and trying to make things fit and I think that's one of Moffat's uh weaknesses maybe it's driven by years of fandom in the wilderness years but just trying to make everything in the who canon who universe fit together very logically and um contiguously and whatnot and I uh I think that's where people got really upset with the Cybus uh, Cybermen, that they weren't the Mondasian Cybermen or the Telos Cybermen, and how do they fit, and why are they from a parallel world? And to me, I think yeah. that's that was perfect for the Cybermen. Why why not have them from a parallel world?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Just sidebar quickly, quickly, um, am I wrong to have heard a rumor that the Mondasian Cybermen are returning in Season 10, or is that something I've just made up?
1: Totally don't know. I've really been trying to be in the dark about okay. what's going on in Doctor Who coming right. up, just to be surprised.
0: Just to be surprised. Well, I'm sorry if I have spoiled it for no, you, but not at I all. did hear a rumor that the original, you know, super scary because they are scary. I, I'm huge. I'm a huge. Are fan we talking of them. the
1: Tenth Planet type Cybermen? Tenth
0: Planet. Yep. Tenth Planet. Tenth Planet style. Interesting. Yeah, which would be super cool because they are super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Nick Briggs doing
1: the sing-songy voice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good old Nick. Uh, he's such a fan. It's it's there's a really he really contributes really nicely to the um, the extras on the Power of the Daleks uh, mm. DVDs. Got, it's got actually it's it's got a nice little you know making of thing for oh. um for power and you know I, I yeah I'm big I've got a lot of time for Nick Briggs. Look he's forward to that. A humorous chap.
1: I wonder if that's what uh, showed up in the theater. Afterwards,
0: oh, was there a was there a making of afterwards in the theater? Uh, there's a, a
1: fan reaction, okay, type thing. So, oh,
0: well, we'll cool. save that for another time. Anyway, yep. yeah, all right, okay. Well, I think we've I think we've beaten that particular horse to death yep. quite effectively.
1: All right, good. So, so, well, thank you for listening to episode yeah, twenty four
0: of the twenty four, yeah,
1: of the Metabulous Two podcast. I I've been David. And I have
0: definitely been Ben. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Excellent. Istanbul was Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul. Constantinople been a long time gone. Constantinople now it's church daylight on a moonlit night. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, the Constantinople. So if you and they, in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. Don't so, take me back. Constantinople No, you can't go back to Constantinople Been a long time gone Constantinople Why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks
1: Istanbul. Thank you for listening to the Metabilis2 podcast You can reach us with email at Metabilis2, as a number 2 At gmail.com or on Twitter at Metabulus2. And again, that's a number two. Hope to hear from you. Bye.